Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, February 12th. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We have a wonderful conversation planned with Sabrina Narani of Clear For Me. But first, I'm going to turn it over to Denise, and she has some beauty news for you guys. Um, just want to let you also know that if you have a um, comment or questions, please send us an email at beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com. Good evening, everyone, and once again, as Janice stated, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you guys for joining us tonight, and I just want to uh, briefly go over some uh, quick beauty news from the Powder Group. Um, are you registered yet for the most inspirational pro makeup event of the year? Today is the last day for early bird registration um, for um, TP, uh, for TPG Pro members uh, for the Artist Summit 2023. So if you haven't registered as a TPG Pro member, go ahead and um, send your deposits in so that you can save up to, up to $200 um, on participation for this event. Again, it's the Artist Summit 2023. Uh, plus, early registration participants also have first option on the supplementary hands-on workshops following the Artist Summit program. Uh, the three-day event will consist of an ongoing series of one-of-a-kind seminars and talks that will include all new programs exclusive to the Artist Summit uh, presented by more than a dozen of our industry's most powerful voices. Um, so please stay tuned to that. Um, the program runs from Sunday, October 1st, uh, with an evening welcome reception sponsored by Scandinavia uh, through Wednesday, October 4th. Two days of supplementary hands-on workshops, as I stated before, um, that will follow the main program. Um, you can get complete details and travel information and get all your questions answered um, by going to theartistsummit.com. Again, that's theartistsummit.com. And you can uh, go to thepowdergroup.com for more information on registration. And then last uh, but not least, the Powder Group and Makeup in Los Angeles. It's a skincare and makeup inspiration type of uh, convention. Um, so um, next month in February, Makeup in Los Angeles, it's the premier show for makeup and skincare product development. It's back and it's live and in person February 16th and 17th at the LA Convention Center. The Powder Group and On Makeup Magazine are thrilled to be brand partners for this event. Uh, makeup in Los Angeles is open to all beauty professionals, beauty brands, distributors, trend agencies, makeup artists, journalists, influencers. The event is not a retail event, but one for learning and connecting in the area of product development and participation. Uh, it's free for all el eligible participants. Makeup in Los Angeles is part of a worldwide business-to-business -business program circuit for those who develop, create, and produce makeup and skincare products and those looking to get into this area of uh, the beauty business. Step into the exciting Makeup in Los Angeles world to source the latest innovations, explore cosmetic trends, meet suppliers, and build tomorrow's skincare and makeup markets. Uh, makeup in Los Angeles will once again run concurrently with the Lux Pack, uh, Lux Pack Los Angeles, which is the premier trade show for creative packaging, uh, gathering all types of packaging, primary and secondary, for your beauty needs. A it's a comprehensive show experience to foster your market growth 
from where all beauty brand journeys begin, your packaging. All Makeup In uh, show badges will provide full entry to both shows. So you can, once again, go to thepowdergroup.com for more information on Makeup In Los Angeles. All right? Thank you so much for that. Um, We will get started right away with our guest. Uh, Again, we have Sabrina Narani of Clear For Me on the line. I'm going to bring her in right now. Hi, Sabrina. How are you? Hi, guys. How are you? We are well. Thank you for joining us this um, evening. I appreciate you being on the line with us. Um, We're just going to jump right into the show. Can you uh, introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell us a little bit about where you're from and and what you do? Sure. Um, So my name is Sabrina Narani, and I am the founder and CEO of Clear For Me. Clear For Me is an ingredient platform, and we create value for brands and retailers to help uh, deliver ingredient education, transparency, uh, transparency and search capabilities for their end customers. And we do it through various different ways, but more kind of like, high, you know, a, a really simple way to kind of get what we do is if you go to um, a brand, one of your favorite brands website, um, one brand that we launched with this, this past summer, which is exciting, was Rose by Haley Bieber. So if you go to her um, website and you look at the products as you do and shop with all your love brands and you go to the ingredients section, our uh, Clear For Me powers that, and what we do is allow the consumer now to engage with those ingredients and have fact-based neutral definitions right at their fingertips so they don't have to go down Google rabbit holes. So on her product pages, you, as a consumer, can click on any ingredient top to bottom and get a neutral definition explaining what this ingredient is and what its functions are in layman's terms. So that's just one you know, example, but that is, you know, those are the types of services that we offer um, to, to help end customers, but we do it by working directly with brands and retailers of various sizes. Oh, wow. That's a, that's amazing. Um, how did that even come about? Where did you get the idea for even creating something like this? So, unfortunately, it was a, 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 a very frustrating consumer issue that I faced. I, um, years ago, out of the blue, developed really bad skin allergies around my lips. Um, The area around my mouth and lips would tighten and puff up, turn red, itch, and then finally it started to peel, and it was peeling so much that I was getting staph infections on a weekly basis from all of the the peeling and the layers of skin coming off my mouth. So clearly, you know, it was a pretty traumatizing uh, experience for me. And when I was going through the journey of, becoming more educated and becoming more of a conscious shopper, I realized really quickly how impossible it is for any consumer, even someone as motivated as I was, to quickly pick up a product online, sorry, in a store or shop online and look at the ingredient list and just understand what I'm buying, understand what is this, right? It might as well kind of be written in a foreign language um, for a lot of us. And so what I came, you know, in trying to solve this problem, I learned, you know, What's pervasive across the entire industry, and it's not just for cosmetics, is there's no standard for how ingredients are labeled. Um, So something as simple as vitamin C, which is an ingredient that a lot of consumers look for, and, you know, it's a great ingredient. That's 35 different synonyms that could be used in ingredient labels. Salicylic acid, 12. uh, Fragrance, 32. The list goes on. And water is the best example. In our database, we have over 1.8 million ingredient data points. And water is labeled over 60 different different ways. Um, and it's, you know, so that's emblematic. Is because there's no standard for how ingredients are labeled, it's very hard for a consumer to say, hey, I'm looking for these ingredients or this type of benefit to treat this concern and be able to get personalized recommendations because that data isn't standardized and searchable. Talk to us a little bit about how exactly it works. So, so Clear For Me is a software. And correct. So uh, I'm assuming so the different brands are the the brands and their ingredients are in your database. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. You know, so simple. So kind of like what happens is that we have ingredients in our platform, and so we've been building mm-hmm. a database of ingredients. And what we do is we store fact-based information about those ingredients. 
their common names, chemical names, synonyms, uh, sources of ingredients, functions, a wide range of data. And so when we work with um, a brand and or a retailer, we ingest their product information, right? So all of their SKUs with all of their ingredient lists. And part of our process is essentially we are able to standardize those ingredients across all of those common names and chemical names I mentioned. You know, you know, I, as I said, vitamin C is 35 different names for it. So we can connect it to one standard name and then also then connect it to the fact-based information that we store in our database for it. So when a con you know, when you so by having that data connected, then a brand can create different experiences for and consumers related to education or, or search capabilities. Um, so we connect, you know, back to their brand or retailer's website to deliver that. For example, like I mentioned on Rose by Hilly Bieber, clickable ingredients, or on Pharmacy Beauty, you can not only click on ingredients, but you can now see what are other SKUs that have this ingredient. You can actually, even on Credo Beauty, search you know, specifics to say, I'm looking for a serum that's gluten-free with aloe vera and without avocado oil, for example. So you can now start to drill down by ingredients based on the search that you, you know, based on the benefit and, and products you really want. And so, so this is this is done. Is it only through the brand's website, or or um, are consumers able to go to your website? That's a great question. So we live where customers shop, and so they, you know, they don't have to download a clear for me. Customers don't have to download a clear for me app or find a new way to shop. We live where they shop, so we live on the brand's websites. We live on retailers' websites, and um, we're starting to do in-store experiences as well. So one of our partnerships um, is Ulta Beauty. So Ulta Beauty mm -hmm. is um, delivering some of the information that we provide to them, not only online through filtering, but also in-store. Um, we recently also launched with the Allure Beauty Store in New York City, where consumers have QR codes access to the store, to all the products um, that they are looking at, and through the QR code scan, they can now go directly to the product page and click on those ingredients and get the information that they need. So, um, to more simply, you know, customers don't have to come to us. We come to them where they're shopping. And so our goal, you know, we're exactly. now working with close to 375 different brand and retailers um, in, in the industry. Yeah, wow. Now how, now, how did your partnership with Ulta um, come about? It was... Um, you know, it, it's a great question. I think uh, I think part of it is just where the market was going. So, you know, from the research and trends that I think both sides are seeing uh, in the sense that, you know, 90% 90, 90 of customers think, you know, companies and products should be clear about what language is used on products. Eight out of 10 customers want an experience that, you know, provides want an experience when they're shopping for a product and, you know, six out of 10 read ingredient lists before purchasing. And so this is data, obviously, we, we are, you know, I, I lived and breathed because I'm a consumer dealing, you know, dealing with this problem, but also Ulta is kind of the vision, you know, as a market leader, as the largest beauty retailer in the, in the U.S., understood these trends as well. And in 2020, um, or actually late 2019 and early 2020, when they were envisioning bringing a really holistic program tied to the, the things that their customers really care more about. Um, and so in that, you know, we were introduced because we um, had a partnership with uh, another large retailer that they were looking at and through that introduction led to some meetings and um, once we shared our platform and our capabilities and alignment on the mission, it was pretty, it was a pretty like incredible kind of like meeting of the minds from day one and, and we've been going since then together. Let me ask you, are you working with brands who are um, who really care about certain types of ingredients and certain types of products that they're putting out, like clean beauty products, or are you open to um, providing services for any skincare brand? I love this question. Um, so this, you know, when I when as a consumer, when I was going through what I was doing with my lips, I was so particular about what I should use. And at some point, you know, you're so, at that point, you're so scared. You just don't want to use anything, right? You want to work the basics. Mm -hmm. 
And I would use right. I would use tools like EWG or Think Dirty, which are great resources there. But I'd go there and I'd you know look for things and essentially I would type in an ingredient and be like or I type in a you know gut body wash that was in my in my um, house at the time and I'd type that up and it would say you know give me a score one to ten how good or bad it is or Think Dirty would you know say how clean or dirty it is and it started to get to the point where you you be, as a customer you're scared of everything right once you go once you go down this path. And the thing is that as I've evolved and I've since gotten pregnant, I've since breastfed, I, you know, I've gone through different evolutions as a, as a woman of, of different needs that I have for my skincare and all of that changes. And so for us, it's not about providing information that says, hey, this is good or bad, or this is, you know, an A or an F. It's about providing the facts and providing education. And so for us, you know, I, I say this now because my brother lives in Switzerland, like clear for me is Switzerland of ingredients. We're not here to give judgment or say this is good or bad. We're here to provide facts in a user-friendly way so a consumer can then make the decisions that's best for him or her at the time that they're shopping. And so for us, you know, to answer your question, we work with brands, um, you know, end-to-end. -end. It's about the brands that care about providing education, that want to provide transparency, that want to provide that experience real-time so that their customers don't have to go on Google rabbit holes, as we all have been when we're researching things. That's the brands we work with. And so we're able to provide that for a wide range of brands across, you know, various different ethos. And, and, and that's, that's exciting for us because that transparency is important even if you are technically a quote-unquote clean or not clean brand. It's, you know, education transparency is something that all consumers should have when they're consuming anything in cosmetics, personal care, you know, and beyond. Exactly. Considering the fact that more people are consciously aware of, you know, what they use on their skin, what they eat, and just trying to, to do better, um, yeah. What are some what are some predictions that you see for the future, possibly for quote clean beauty? Ooh, that was a, this is a good one. I like this one. Um, you know, I was having this conversation recently, and I think like it's tricky because everyone, you know, everyone keeps saying, well, everyone's definition for clean is different. And I was thinking, right. I've been thinking about this a lot, and like that's true. And I was like, you know. If my, like, New Year's is a great time because everyone has these resolutions that they're putting, you know, for their, for what they want to create for 2023. And everyone's, you know, I'm sure to some degree everyone's like, I want to be healthy or I want to be healthier, I want to do healthier, or make healthier choices. And when you think about what that means, it's different for you and it's different for me. Like, healthy for you could mean I'm going to exercise three times a week and I'm going to eat dairy-free, for example. For me, that could mean mm -hmm. I'm going to have a pescatarian diet and exercise once a week, right? I just need to get out the door. So mm -hmm. those that that's true for both of us. We're both making healthy choices because it's personalized to what our needs are. So I think that where clean is going is really evolving to personalization. It's why we're seeing programs to be not only inclusive of just ingredients, but also other attributes like vegan or sustainable packaging or cruelty-free. It's across the spectrum of things and inputs that people care about. So for, you know, where I, you know, where I think that that is, is where I think it should go is really the ability to give people the information they need across the different areas that they care about so they can take into account their own bodies and their own health, their own life stage or where they're at, and then be able to create the choice that's best for them at that time. Um, and so for me, it's not about trying to chase this perfect definition of clean. It's about being able to just forthcoming with information, education, and let the consumer evolve and change uh, alongside that. Right. Totally agree. So is, is it um, or was it challenging marketing um, to some of the brands that you work with, or how do you go about marketing? Uh, to new brands, marketing your services yeah. to brands. Um, yeah, it's challenging. Uh, you know, it's. I think. Um, I think. Brands and retailers understand that consumers really care about this information, and um, 
they want to communicate, you know, what makes their products unique, whether it's from a safety standpoint or formulation standpoint or market positioning standpoint. And it's complicated and, you know, there's a lot of layers, there's a lot of channels to do it on, a lot of different audiences, both internal and external. So um, it's 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 tough thing. I think the way that we've been able to be successful and, you know, we've invested very little in marketing. And I think the reason that we've been able to be successful is because of the types of partnerships that we've established and having those partnerships be a source of referrals for other partnerships. I think that uh, brands who care about this information and providing this are trying to make, you know, trying to be innovative and provide different experiences with education and content specifically are seeing you know, other brands and other peers do this, and that's been our source of how we've grown. Um, I'm sure investors want us to invest in, uh, you know, more traditional marketing channels, and, and that will come, but, you know, we've, we've been able to really grow to this place that we've at because of the partnerships, you know, first starting with Credo Beauty, which is, you know, the largest clean beauty retailer in the world, to a partnership with Verse, which is you know, at the forefront of sustainability and clean on a mass level, you know, as a mass offering for consumers to Ulta Beauty and beyond. So really being, you know, for us, we've had to be really thoughtful of what those partnerships are, creating those relationships directly with them. And then once they see our, you know, the value we bring, but also the ROI we deliver in terms of increase in average order values and engagement and other metrics that are also important um, from a business standpoint, I think then the the case kind of makes itself, but the challenge is just getting to everyone all at once and handling all that at the same time. Nice. Let's go back a little bit. Can you, you know, when you notice this happening uh, to your skin? Yeah. Take us back to like, you know, what your thoughts were about okay how do i how do i take care of this and then just how it all kind of came about and then what were some of the challenges that you may have had in the beginning um with your with your whole concept of what you wanted to do okay um <clears throat> so when this started happening I think was like similar to what maybe other people experience when they have a skin issue that comes out of the blue. You're just, it, you're you're not sure where to go, right? I started, as I mentioned, my lips was tightening up. I didn't know what to do. So I was like, okay, let me just be basic. I'll change, just I'll add, I'll use more lip balms and different types of lip balms. Um, and I just, you know, started to try to treat it myself, quickly realized like within the first few months, like I, I don't know, so this is more than just like me being in, uh, dealing with the winter of New York City as I had been for years, like there's, there's something else is going on. So I went to this process of going to a dermatologist and got different recommendations and finally a dermatologist said, oh, why don't you get patch tested? Are you familiar with patch testing? Um, not that familiar. Okay, so patch testing is this really fun, and I put this in air quotes, um, way that basically dermatologists and allergists, they like use your back as like a canvas, and they tape up your back with all these little tiny, tiny like it's like patches of little allergens that they tape yeah, your back okay, up I with. Thought that's I thought and, that's <laughs> and then, yeah, and so they tape your back up, and you basically have to be like wear this on your back for 48 hours. You don't shower, no sweating all that fun stuff. And then you come back to the, you know, you come back after 48 hours and they take it out and then they like observe what's happening. And then for me, they noticed like, where do I have certain marks after 48 hours? Because as what's tricky with skin issues is it's not something like, oh, you just got exposed to it and right away your skin will show. The problem is with, you know, when you have a reaction or a rash or anything like that, it could be up to some exposure that you've had up to 72 hours before. So it's not so clear cut of like, oh, I did this this morning and that's what right. happened is causing this. This could be like what happened three days ago. And not to know right. like what happened, what did you touch, what did you, you know, what did you play with, all of those things. Um, and you think your face maybe doesn't touch so much, but like think about all the times your hair touches your face, how many times you rub, move things out of your mouth. Like your mouth touches a lot of things, right? So for me, it was like I felt like I was just no way I could get to the bottom of this. Um, and so patch testing, I was like so excited. And at the end, and then after, you know, as I mentioned, after two days, you go back, they saw some things. And then again, I had to wait two more days and come back 
um, started this on a Monday, come back on a Friday to see like, okay, how did things evolve? And so at the end of Friday, the dermatologist is like, okay, we found, you know, five, five things potentially that could be causes of things that you, you know, your body doesn't react well to. So I thought, great, I can, I can avoid five allergens. Like I got this, right? Like that's not bad. And then my allergen gave me this printout of basically of each allergen, here are all of the different synonyms for each allergen, and here are all the different types of products and categories that you have to look for. And I thought, wait a minute, it's not just like lip balm, it's like moisturizer, uh, shampoo, because that touches your hair, like your mouth, toothpaste, like my cleaning products, my actually at the time, you know, now husband, but boyfriend, I could look at the things he was using because we kissed, right? And there's different things that uh, you have to look at. And so I quickly went down this rabbit hole of like, oh, my goodness, I have no way to navigate this because I know what information, what ingredients I want or don't want in my products. And I have absolutely no way to execute on this, whether I'm shopping at a CVS, Target, or Sephora. I was stuck. And so I just felt so hopeless. So it was so daunting. And so when I thought of this idea, I was like, I don't understand. This seems so simple. Like products have ingredients, ingredients have synonyms. Why don't, why isn't that information standardized somewhere, right? Like why isn't that information collected? And then if that's the case and that's not happening, how when I am shopping, if somebody's recommending products are safe for sensitive skin or recommended for, for um, dermatitis or, you know, recommended for acne, for example, if that information isn't used in those recommendations, then how is this? How are those recommendations accurate, right? Like if somebody knows for acne you should use these ingredients or you should not use these ingredients, then those should be inputs in that recommendation. Like to me it was such a like, oh my goodness, like this is a huge gap. And that means recommendations aren't really personalized for, for consumers. And I thought, how is that, you know, how, how, can, how can that be? And so that was what started it. And when I thought of the idea, Yes, my initial use case was what you described, like, can consumers come directly to this? And so I thought, okay, let me just build, you know, a, web, a web-based app, which is essentially like a website, but it's, you know, essentially allowing consumers to go in and do, do, do what I had mentioned. Like, I'm looking for this with this and without that. And we will, you know, look at the synonyms and, and show the information of products that are out there. Um, so that was definitely the initial idea, and as I kind of thought about it, I realized, well, even for me, if I have to use this app, you know, the app that I'm creating and deliver this wherever I shop, like, how is this going to work when I go to Target, or how is this going to work when I go to CVS? Like, everyone has different products in their inventory, right? So I'm going to have to cross-reference their inventory with ours, and then what, you know, it just started to feel, like, really difficult. And for me, I don't personally use a lot of apps. Like, I, I find, you know, I just want, I want a lot less friction. I'm, you know, I just want, like, the yeah. answers right away. And so that friction was, like, a really big pain point for me because even for me who needed this, I felt a lot of friction. Um, and so I just kind of, you know, I was just thinking, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. And I thought, okay, maybe I can approach dermatologists and, the uh, Dermatology Association, and I can be like, hey, this is the way that you can support your, you know, your patients just like me, you know, um, and that was like, a, that was a channel, but as you know, in the, in the healthcare space, it's really tough to get adoption in that world, um, and just because there's so many nuances and layers to that, and, and so I was thinking, okay, let's go, like, it kind of zoomed out, and then it hit me, wow, if I can work, I can live where people shop, then, like, I can reduce the friction. I can minimize that. And that was the impetus behind, okay, this has to be on a brand and retailer's website. And once I got to that idea, it, I was like, okay, who's on my mood board? Like who would be like the dream dream team to work with? Um, and one of them was Credo Beauty, as you know, um, in, in, they're a leader in the space for education and transparency. And I basically gave myself six months. And I said, you know what? I'm giving myself six months. I need to land a, an account. Credo was at the top, but there was, you know, a few others, and I was just going after it. And I think it, because I gave myself six months to do it, it almost made me so much more fearless because I only could – I didn't have time, and I didn't have time to, like, sulk in the nose. So I, you know, I emailed the head of innovation at Target, and I showed him screenshots about – the experience on their site. And I said, look, here's the products you're recommending for sensitive skin. But look, these products have known allergens in them. So 
So how is that? Mm-hmm. How is that good? Or you know, here's products that you're saying with salicylic acid, and here's products with um, willow bark extract. If you look at the definition, salicylic acid is willow bark extract. So how are the search results two different things, right? And so I started right. to share these types of experiences to different CEOs and head of innovations all across. I was just fearless, and I did. And I got surprisingly, I got a lot of meetings, and people responded, and maybe that. And a head of innovation didn't respond. He didn't uh, directly respond, but he connected me to somebody on their team, and we had calls. So that was that was exciting because I realized I'm onto something from that from those responses. Um, and then at the time, I got to go to a conference, and you know I saw Annie Jackson, who was the co-founder and CEO of Credo, and I politely waited after she spoke on her panel and just really made myself known and asked for her card, and just then persistently emailed for you know. A couple months until I got a meeting and I got a meeting and then I got a second meeting and then I got to go out and pitch the idea and show them what it could look like directly you know on their dot com and I think that from there you know it was it, it moved really quickly once I was able to talk to the right people and show what the use case and benefit could be nice nice so we know you work with Ulta uh, just talk to us a little bit about um, some of the other brands that you work with and if the, and if there's a brand that you would like to work with that you're not working with yet, oh man, this is a good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so last week we just um, we just had our first launch into baby care, and and it was with uh, the brand Proudly, and it's the first baby care line targeted specifically for melanated skin. Um, and being a you know mom of three uh, and a woman of color as well, like working with the team at Proudly was an incredible feat, and I'm just excited to really expand into baby care and personal care, specifically for you know providing education for other moms who are making purchases uh, purchase decisions for their little ones. That's been a really exciting launch and category. Um, some some exciting ones from this year. Jane Airedale, we just went live with. We just went live with Bubble Skincare, um, Nest Fragrances, which is a fragrance line, which is super exciting. Um, what else? There's so many. I feel like I'm probably going to at least come out. But Futurewise, which is a, a, a cool a cool um, launch we did earlier this summer as well. And um, I think some of the bigger ones, Elf Beauty, has been an amazing partnership. We launched across not only Elf, Well People, but Key Soul Care. Um, uh, Alicia Keys line, which is also part of the Elf portfolio, and that's been a great partnership because not only are we doing clickable ingredients to provide education end to end for all of their SKUs, but we just launched an ingredient glossary, so it ties it back to the product. So on Keys Soul Care, um, you can look at the glossary and then um, search by ingredients. When you go to the ingredients and get the edu- um, get a definition and education, you can actually link it back to products that have this ingredient. So we're kind of creating, um, uh, we're changing the way that consumers, when they look at ingredients, it's no longer a dead-end kind of place, right? Normally you look at the ingredients and then you close that box and you go back to other things. Now that experience is more interactive and more connects to uh, more product discovery and, and, other, and other experiences um, tied to the site. So that's been a really exciting partnership. I hope that's nice. – I can share more, but I don't know if you want me to come to the full list. Go well, right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we're so excited. We we launched earlier this year with I Do Care, it's a shoe. Um, um, let's see, what else? I'm going to probably want to play. Did I say Neutrogena? Neutrogena was a really big launch oh, um, earlier this year as well. Um, Exa Beauty, um, what else? Kenra, um, Charlotte Palomino's line, Do. We just launched with, um, oh man, this brand name. Um, I'm going to have to come back to you on this, but it's at the top of my, it's at the top of my tongue, it's just not coming out right now. <laughs> pillow Talk, Pillow Talk Derm, got it. Yeah, oh, Pillow Talk gotcha. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Let me ask you, um, of all of the brands that you are working with, for all of the the beauty industry, um, the people in the beauty industry who know who you are and what you're doing, what's some of the things that they're saying about what you're offering? You know, some feedback that you've gotten from them, 
And then also, mm-hmm. would you say that um, from what they they have uh, experienced and noticed, would you say that most consumers are really, you know, they're loving like going into Ulta and be able to see the ingredients of products. Do you think transparency, um, you know, and, and just understanding what they're purchasing is like on top of the on top of their list for for what they're getting out of this service? Um, okay, good questions again. I um so. I'll answer, you know, the the first one was, you know, what's been the feedback? And we've really heard two key things. We know that brands, or sorry, we know that customers are smarter and getting smarter and smarter about, you know, what they consume and want and are really thirsty for information, right? We're thirsty to understand what we're buying, what the effects of it are, you know, what the impact is and how will it work for us, you know? And I think... Because of that trend from consumers, of course, the service providers who deliver products to them want to meet that need and want to do that. But as I I mentioned, there's so many facets to this. There's so many layers. There's so many channels to give this information and provide this. Like, it's a little bit daunting for, you know, brand and retailers. And how do you do that? And so... What I, the feedback we get is, you know, they like to work with a third party that's neutral, that's fact-based, and that essentially delivers two key things. One is the ability to answer questions in real time um, directly when the customer wants it. And I think that's really important because, you know, earlier, earlier this year we had done this experience of, like, going to different counters um, for some of the brands that we were, you know, working with and they're sold at different, you know, retail stores. And we went to some of their counters at the makeup counters and said, hey, can you, you know, tell us a little bit about this product? And we asked about this ingredient and the store associates at the time were like, wait, let's Google this thing and we'll find out. And then when we went online and looked at, you know, there's obviously customer service like online chats. Have you ever, I don't know if you ever use one. I, I'm a big fan of them sometimes. And, and I went on the chat and I started to ask about a product and just, specifically because at the time I had really itchy scalp after my third pregnancy and like my scalp just went haywire last year, but it's coming back. It's on a, it's on a, you know, it's getting, it's getting back, getting some life back. But I was learning about that and I was asking the customer service rep online about, uh, about a product and this ingredient. And it said, you know, we can, we don't have the answer to this question. Um, why, or, or at the time it said, you know, we don't have the answer to this question. Why don't you um, call this 1-800 number? And maybe then you can talk to somebody. So that's just so much friction for a customer, right? I got bored and I went to another site and looked at another product that could maybe help my scalp at the time. And I think that's what customers face. Like we want questions and if we don't get it, we look elsewhere and then who knows if we ever come back. So the first feedback that is so important and it sounds simple is we're able to answer customers' questions where when the customer has it in the place that the customer has it. And so that's a great piece of um, return or value prop for that we offer for their brands to their customers is to be able to help them deliver that. And then mm-hmm. the second thing is just being able to being able to just deliver the education without the noise. Um, I think nowadays like there's so much information and when we even when we ha- when we can do the Google rabbit hole and go down that it's overwhelming. I get overwhelmed when I type in different ingredients or different products or what I should use. All of a sudden, like, I can sometimes just completely stop the search and just not even buy a product because the inform- there's information overload. And I also feel like there's so much gaslighting that happens, unfortunately, where it's it's very it's jarring sometimes that you feel like, man, if I use this product, I'm a bad mom. If I use this product, like, it won't, you know, it won't work. You just kind of, you're constantly, like, fighting about what you should do and what's the right decision. And so what, you know, the second piece of feedback is we're creating a space that's judgment-free, that's just providing the facts in a user-friendly way so that we can educate consumers from a place of authority so they can make the decision for themselves what works and what doesn't. And I think that that's the key thing is the judgment-free user-friendly information that just provides the facts and just gives them, you know, that piece of information that they're looking for where where they're looking for it. Um, that answers your first question. Okay. <laughs> I can now jump into the second unless you had any follow-up. Um, let's see. No. You I mean, mentioned I... is – yeah, sorry, go ahead. 
No, I was saying, I, I mean, I'm listening. It was, your response is very thorough. Um, I don't think I have anything to say to that. It's, um, it's just amazing. I'm still in awe of just, you know, what this service does. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I wonder if anybody would ever do this for food ingredients. Like, <laughs> I know, I know that would be a lot, but I mean, it's just if you could just go into a store, a grocery store, and pick up, you know something mm-hmm. and it just breaks down because some of this stuff is like, hey, how do we say this? And how do you say some yeah. of the words and say and what does it mean? And then then I'm sitting in the grocery store going to Google like you're talking about and it's just like um uh, the the service is just so amazing. And those are like two things that's really important to me. It's food but then also skin. Um yeah. So I was just sitting here thinking to myself when you were saying all of this, it's like it would be nice if somebody did something like this for like breaking down food ingredients. Yeah. Um, look, I think what we offer it extends to all ingredients, all products that have ingredient lists. I think that they all deserve, you know, education and transparency to varying degrees. And I think especially the things that we ingest, the things that we consume that we put topically on our bodies or there, it's all blending in together, right? Now there's, and so I, I agree. I think products that have ingredients deserve that, and consumers that are consuming those products should be able to have that experience across the board. And so I see that as a huge opportunity, and maybe this could be a segue is that, you know, when you ask is transparency like at the top of the list, um, it's one of the key things that customers look at. You know, sometimes we, some of the inputs, we, you know, depending on like where we are at the point in our life, like the urgency that we have, we all, like, we all look at a few things, right? We look at other, you know, how do other consumers, what do other consumers say about this product? Did it meet their needs? Did it not? You know, does this actually solve the problem I have? And sometimes just answering that is like, if you suffer from acne or, you know, have combination skin or dry skin or, you know, when you're going through things with our skin, like we all need information to make the right decision for us. And so part of that is to be able to understand what's in the product and what it actually will do. Um, so it's not always, it's the the answer is not that customers are always, every con- customer that looks at a product is like, ooh, tell me ingredient X, what does this mean? Tell me ingredient B, right? It's It's not necessarily always that linear, but it is usually directed to a problem or concern that somebody has, right? I want to solve this problem or I have this need that I want to find a solution for. And so this is one of those inputs that does provide um, some of those answers. And what we've seen with the data is actually consumers not only click, you know, the ingredients they don't know, but they even click on ingredients they know because they just want to be able to reacclimate themselves with all the information that's there. And we've also seen that customers who are engaging with this information, so brands who provide this and have shown to, in, you know, convert at a higher at a higher percentage, spend at a higher basket size, and spend more time on the brand and retailer's website. So it might not be an apples to apple. It might not be, you know, causation, you know, direct causation. But we've seen that we are one of those inputs that does does drive that, and so. From the numbers on, on how consumers actually uh, make decisions to purchase, we've seen that actually it is at the top, you know, it is important. It is a key driver for purchase decisions. Nice. Is there, any, is there anything um, that you haven't covered in terms of your database, do you think, that, that you would like to eventually add or um or how do you see your business growing? I think the way that our you know I think the way that we you know what we see kind of going forward is the ability for us to continue to grow to be you know continue to to grow our um footprint in the industry and work with as many brands and all of the leading retailers so that way we can create a really more efficient way for brands to not only um, have this information set up in a cloud-based source, but also be able to distribute this data and changes to this data in a really streamlined way. But the other thing that I you know, see a huge opportunity is being able for us to integrate with um, 
digital experiences for customers. So it's not only about, you know, the e-com experience or the in-store experience, but kind of like the intersection between both. And what I mean by that is like, you know, we've seen the research show that more than 70% of um, um, in-store shoppers are using their mobile phones while they're shopping. And so mm -hmm. this cross this like intersection of those two, you know, those two experiences have to be merged and there has to be a, um, kind of like an omni-channel experience between the two, so to speak. And so I think the opportunity for us is to continue to partner with um, solutions and technologies that deliver it in different ways. Like think about virtual try-on when you're trying on color in products and how, what you're, you know, what that could look like or skin diagnostics. And so if they're, you know, monitoring like, hey, this, this color and you see a color looking good on, you know, based on your, based on what you, like what your aesthetic you want, now wouldn't it be great if you could also tailor it, you know, and filter it by the attributes and ingredients that matter most to you, right? I'm looking for, you know, a, a lipstick that has this color, but also meets these, you know, key attributes that are important, like cruelty-free or clean based on, you know, specific standards. And so I think there's a lot of opportunities to, to partner with um, and deliver those type of experiences that are not only tied to education by itself, but education with personalization. Nice. Nick, can you talk to us, before we let you go, just a little bit about the, mod um, the Modernization of Cosmetics Regulation Act of 2022, like exactly what it is and how it pertains to cosmetic ingredients? <clears throat> oh, yes. Um, so this is, you know, this is incredible because we haven't had um, a law passed in cosmetics in over 80 years. So this is the first piece of legislation in that time period, which is super exciting. Um, I think there's, you know, there's obviously a lot of legal language, but if I, like when I look at it, what I love about it is, it's, you know, in short, it requires manufacturers to report, you know, serious health events that are caused by the cosmetic, um, cosmetic products. It also um, sets up the FDA to establish, like, you know, manufacturing practices that all manufacturers have to be, have to follow. They have to register whether they're, you know, they have to register with the FDA whether they're, you know, in, in the U.S. or international. And so just being able to give the FDA more visibility from manufacturers uh, about, uh, on what, they're, what they are bringing to the market, and it gives them the authority to be able to also recall, FDA allow, uh, it also gives the FDA authority to request a recall of products that are misbranded or, or, or not, you know, labeled correctly. And so I feel like, you know, this is, an, this is a really, along with, uh, along with other things, but I think, um, this is a great starting step and being able to not only give the FDA more um, authority to do more and be able to, you know, do more good with, with their, uh, with their, with their, with their authority. Um, and, and also establish things like standardized testing for health products or PFAS and, and chemicals in products, which is, you know, really important for us to, to be more, to be, to be, uh, I guess, in today's time, like that, these types of things should be happening, and so this is this is exciting. I think it's a, a step forward in terms of for consumers and for the industry. Okay. One last question: What's your definition of beauty? Hmm. Um. <laughs> it's a hard question, right? It's hard, but it's not. It sounds simple, but it's hard, right? Um, right. <laughs> my definition, I would say my definition of beauty is what what makes you feel good, you know? Um it's it's something that as you know, it's a, it's a very personal it's a very personal journey and a personal um personal experience is very personal to us and it it varies across various different, you know, different things and inputs and I think being able to feel, you know, good, accepted, represented, all of those, you know, all of these things are really what defines beauty to me. And um, as I think about raising my kids, um, and especially my youngest, who's, you know, my daughter, I just, I want her to make sure, I want her to know that, you know, she is unique and that she is fully 
she is complete, right, as she is with whatever that she has. And so I just want that experience to be true for everyone um, to, to feel and feel like they are enough and feel like they are beautiful. I love that. I love that. Is there anything else that you would like to share that maybe you didn't cover with any of the questions? And you can also share, um, you know, where you are online on social media as well. Oh, thank you. Um, no, I feel like you covered so much, and I've been. I really wanted to first say thank you so much for this opportunity, and just to be able to see your journey and what you, you know, what you brought um, with this podcast and, and and the voice and education that you're bringing to the table across like this entire topic of beauty is just really exciting, and inspiring to to be here with you today. So thank you very much. Um, thank you. And yeah, and no, I think you know. As if you're a brand or a retailer and want to learn more about, you know, how we're modernizing and bringing transparency and education to customers and to the industry, like I'd love to learn more and and hear hear from you. So come to our site and you know contact us on Instagram or on our on site on our line <laughs> online. We'd love to we'd love to chat with you. All right. Thank you so much for spending time with us this evening, and we greatly appreciate you. Continued success on all that you're doing. It's definitely needed, and we appreciate it. Same. Thank you so much, and have a have a great rest of your day. All right. You, you do the well. same. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for tuning in. We greatly appreciate you um, very much. You can find us online at Beauty underscore talk on Twitter. We are Beauty Talk online on Facebook. And we are Beauty underscore talk underscore media on Instagram. Again, thank you for your continued support. We greatly um, appreciate you being here this evening. Have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus